Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast with your host from SteelersDepot.com, where you can find all your latest and greatest Steelers news. It's Dave Bryan and Alex Kazora, always lit, talking Steelers. And now, here's Dave and Alex. Welcome to the Terrible Podcast, another special edition of the Terrible Podcast, Pittsburgh Steelers Training Camp 2023. I am Dave Bryan from SteelersDepot.com. It is Tuesday. It is August the 8th. It is approximately 7.30 Eastern time. This is our 10th special edition episode of the Terrible Podcast for Training Camp, and the Steelers wrapped up their 11th training camp practice of 2023 earlier in the day and back with me as usual to discuss what he observed out there at St. Vincent College in Latrobe is the one and the only Alex Kazora. Alex, happy Tuesday night. Uh, Did you need an ice bath after the practice today? Yeah, me and Joey Porter and the rest of the team are all in the uh, all in the cold tub. No, good practice today. Good weather. The crowd's probably starting to lighten up a little bit, which you would expect this late in camp on a weekday. I'm sure for the Sunday practice, it'll be a decent crowd. Uh, But yeah, one more practice until game day. So it's a lot of fun. Are the kids back in school up that way yet or no? I haven't seen any school buses. I just see a lot of mailmen and I I respect, (laughs) I respect their job, but man, they stop at the worst places on these back roads in Latrobe and driving down there. It's always, they always stop on a blind curve and I'm just like, well, I guess I hope no one's coming the other way. Otherwise I'm not going to camp today. And so far so good, but it's deer and mailmen. The the two hazards on the road on my, uh, my daily drive. All right. Well, be continue to be careful, please. All right. uh, (laughs) As we do, uh, usually uh, shout out to Lynn Testa and touring plan. Plans.com, Alex. Absolutely. Len Testa Touring Plans, longtime friends of the site and continue to sponsor our training camp coverage. So if you're planning a trip to Disney and want some information, maybe your first time taking the family. I got I'm in that range of the 30 somethings where it's a lot of first kids that are, that are you know my friends are having, and they're gonna take that first trip to, to Disney to have that experience. So if you're looking for some information on the best way to to navigate all that, you can go to touringplans.com. You can use a trip planner tool to show you the least crowded park every day, customized touring plans for Disney's best rides, honest restaurant reviews, how to save on Disney tickets, the best hotel rooms to ask for, and so much more. So go to their website, touringplans.com. And again, we thank them and Len Testa for their support. Absolutely. When's the last time you went to Disney? I have never been to Disney and I was born in Florida in Hollywood, Florida, and it was just a couple hour drive from Orlando, but I've never been to Disney. How about yourself? Yeah, I've, I've been obviously living, growing up in Florida. Uh, I mean, it was still a pretty good drive down there to Orlando, but uh, the family made it several times. And, and uh, I think we've been, me and my wife have been, I think a couple of times since we've been married and all like that, but it's been, it's been a long time since I've, I've, I've been down there and all. So I'm sure a lot of, a lot of stuff has changed 
changed uh, since then. All right, shout out to Lynn Testa. Thank you, Lynn. And uh, with that, we'll move kind of into the housekeeping uh, portion of the podcast. Uh, there was a transaction earlier in the day. Mike Tomlin didn't provide any injury updates today, but Alex Kazora certainly did. That's what we're here for. But yeah, the transaction, Pittsburgh signing safety Jalen Elliott and wave injuring Jamarcus Bradley, the wide receiver who had a hamstring injury, just didn't have the time for him to get back healthy. And with line still being a little bit short at safety, especially in preparation for Friday's game against Tampa Bay, Elliott wearing number 16 and got into team sessions right away on Tuesday. All the vets who got the day off on Sunday practice today, that's the normal people, Peterson, Watt, Hayward, um, Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson, Isaac Say Malu, Minka was, you know, full, even in seven shots. Marvin Leal returning full. That's good for him. He missed several days with an ankle injury. Joey Porter came back and practiced in full after missing Sunday with a minor ankle injury. Nick Herbig, DeMonte Casey were limited, working in individual sessions, not in team, but hopefully they will continue to work uh, their way back out of practice today. We're running back John Lovett and Keanu Neal. Both were doing some sprinting and some jogging. They're, you know, making their way back. I don't know if they'll be ready for tomorrow, but we'll let you know. In practice, also, excuse me, uh, Trey Norwood did miss today's practice uh, with a, a lower leg injury. I should make sure that's noted in my report. Uh, Kevin Dotson, bit of a, a weird one uh, during that, I think, first team period or second team period. Came off on the side, got his shoulder, uh, right shoulder wrapped up pretty good, then put his jersey back on and finished the day. So I'm not sure if that's normal or if he's, fighting through something or what he didn't seem to be in a great deal of pain, but he did get a fair amount of attention on the side briefly. So we'll see what tomorrow brings with Kevin Dotson. All right. Uh, you think Nick uh, Herbig will get out there more in full possibly uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then be able to play Saturday. I mean, Friday it's, night. It's hard to say overall. I think he's got to practice tomorrow in full to be ready for Well, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to say that, that uh, definitively, I don't know what his status will be for tomorrow, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, keep your fingers crossed because certainly we'll like to see him out there. Uh, not expecting Watt to play, and we'll see what happens with, with uh, Highsmith. And Mike Tomlin will meet the media uh, Wednesday or about around noontime, so, somewhere around in there, and we'll see who he says definitively won't play and who he's going to leave the light on uh, uh, for, for, for Friday night there. Uh, all right, uh, Alex, uh, let's get into what you observed out there on Tuesday afternoon. And I guess we'll start uh, with uh, the offensive line. What do I have here on the offensive line? Um, Dylan Cook. We don't talk about some of the, the third stringers too much, but Dylan Cook's a guy with good athleticism, good feet, just watching him in some of the 1v1 drills today. I think that's a, that's a, a solid practice squad potential type of dude. And then LaRaven Clark getting some left tackle snaps. His first time at left tackle. He's played it in the past. He was signed because he can play left tackle, right tackle, but had been just only right tackle until today, until Raven Clark getting some left tackle work. Who's going to be uh, the fourth quarter tackles uh, hmm. in, in in that game's uh, Friday night? I keep wanting to think it's Saturday night, but Friday night. I keep thinking it's Thursday, so we're all over the place <laughs> on it. <laughs> who's going to be, uh, who's, how's the tackle rotation going to mm -hmm. go, period? Yeah, the rotation could be a little interesting. Um, I'm going to assume Chuck Wilmore core four will play in this one. If he does, it'll be Dan Moore at left tackle, a core four right tackle, second teamers, Broderick Jones and Raven Clark. And then the third team uh, to answer that question should be Dylan Cook and Spencer Anderson. I don't know if they'll be who will be left side or right side to kind of flip flopped. Uh, Anderson began camp at right tackle. He's played more left tackle 
over the past couple practices, but those should be uh, the groups. Moore, Okorafor, Jones, Clark, Cook, Anderson. Okay. Uh, who who else? Uh, how about Broderick Jones uh, update from what you saw today specifically? Yeah, I think one thing to note on Broderick Jones is just, you know, can he handle the power rushes? And that's something Dan Morris had trouble with too. But I think when you're a little bit taller, you're a little bit longer like Jones is, you want to be able to protect yourself against power. And again, in Pat Meyer's system, you want to have that, that you know, first significant contact to win early. And I've seen him get uprooted uh, a couple of times, one on Cam Hayward the other day, which to be fair is Cam Hayward. It's kind of what he does. But even Toby and Dukeway, I thought, gave him some leverage issues today um, on, on one rep in the O-line, D-line, 1v1 session. So I think certainly you see the quickness off the ball, the way that Jones fires off, the athleticism, dealing with speed rushes and outside edge rushes are generally his forte in terms of preventing. I think being able to anchor and play with some leverage against those power rushes will be the key for him Friday night. All right, who was his second team center today? It was a combination. It was an early warm-ups. It was um, Nate Herbig, and then in some of the team, it's flip-flop between Kendrick Green and, and Herbig. So I don't know exactly he will be the second-string center in this game. It, it could be either, and it wouldn't surprise me. But again, Herbig and Green continue to, to trade reps behind Mason Cole. All right, let's go to wide receiver. We normally hit those a little bit later, and we pushed them back that one special edition. So let's make sure we hit them early uh, uh, tonight. And also, they had uh, some tackling, uh, kind of some one versus one tackling drills uh, involving the wide receivers and some corners and, and defensive backs today, right? They did, and I thought some of the receivers stood out in that drill. Probably no one more than Hakeem Butler, and granted at his size and frame, that's tight end like you would expect him to to do better in those environments, but. He had a great stiff arm of Kenny Robinson and be able to just kind of put his face in the ground, uh, Robinson, and then keep on going. But there were a couple other broken tackles that Butler had throughout the uh, the, the session there, the reps. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski looking good. And again, kind of putting a, a different lens to some of the guys we don't talk about as much, practice squad type material. I like Des Fitzpatrick. He's a good athlete, change of direction, good route runner, solid pair of hands overall. He's a guy that might sneak into a practice squad spot. Okay, and uh, Kenny Pickett, after practice, uh, singled out Gunnar Olszewski saying he catches everything. Yeah, he does. He did have one drop on Friday Night Lights, but beyond that, um, I think Gunner's had a you know steady and strong camp. Uh, did they put uh, Calvin Austin out in some of those drills? In the in the one v one tackle yeah. drill, uh, you know I don't know if they did or not. They had Jordan Bird there. Um, let me see if I have it. No, I don't have Austin noted as participating in that drill, uh, oddly enough. Okay, uh, that was one thing I was wondering there. But, uh, okay, uh, anything else sticking out uh, to you at, at, at wide receiver? Uh, I mean, I'm hoping we get to see these starters uh, go at least you know the first series on Friday night. No, that's probably it for wide receiver. I mean, I would say that George Pickens had a couple of good catches over the middle today. I thought the connection between Pickett and Pickens was a bit stronger than it had been the past few days. Now, one was a great kind of reach back two-handed catch by Pickens on a, on a dig route in cut from Pickett. But I thought George Pickens was, was active today. And I just want to say more broadly speaking over the last four or five practices, Deontay Johnson has been really rock solid. The numbers show that the eye test shows that I know Pickens gets some of the hype for being second year guy, the, the crazy viral plays, but Deontay's had a really good camp. 
All right, uh, tight ends slash uh, fullbacks, uh, if you will. And seems like they there was a lot of heaviness out there today used. There was. It was a situational day, short yardage drills, and so they were working both third and one type stuff in their uh, once a camp uh, annual goal line drill. And so there was plenty of Kendrick Green who got a carry. We just it's funny we were just talking about that on the podcast. The reader had asked about that, and I wasn't so sure of it. So I'll shut up about my assumptions on Kendrick Green because he got a carry today and converted on a on a third and one play, not in the goal line. It was the short yardage kind of at the forty nine yard line uh, situation, but. Uh, probably a little bit less to note there on green. There were some whiffs. Not, not all of his blocks are are great, and he couldn't be he couldn't kick out Madre Harper on one play, and Harper made the tackle for a loss. Um, Darnell Washington catching a touchdown in seven shots. Uh, it wasn't the skying over Miles Killebrew like it was last week. Uh, that great photo that Tim has of it, but still, uh, you put that one up for him. You know, high over his head in the red zone. That's real tough for defense to stop. Is he going to be a guy that has like 18 catches and five touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, I, I had tweeted that today. I mean, I don't think the volume is going to be there, you know, in terms of the number of receptions. But I think inside the 20, he's going to he's going to be that type of guy that, you know, is 18, 19 catches on the year and three of them are in the end zone. All right. Keep in mind that Nostra Nostra Davis uh, has, has has already predicted a uh, 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 goal line dive touchdown for for Kendrick Green on Friday night. Here, it's, it's, okay. sure, look, he's gonna he's gonna be in the backfield at this point. At some point, we just don't know how much or, or, or how many touches he's going to get. And it's been so publicized that even if Tampa Bay's not game planning for this <laughs> thing, I don't know how they can't. If he, they're all going to be screaming that he's going to get the ball. With, uh, with 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 as much publicity as this thing uh, seems to be getting. Uh, okay, uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, don't have a ton here. I would just say that, and I know that he's working with third stringers, and that can make things a bit tougher. But just Mason Rudolph is definitely. I mean, he statistically has led the quarterbacks in interceptions, and it's not by a, a small margin. There was a late throw today. I don't know who the receiver was. Maybe Hakeem Butler, but Luke Barku jumped it pretty easily because the pass was super late and picked it off. And so that's how many picks is that for Mason Rudolph this camp? I think it's maybe his fifth. I don't think he threw a pick all last year, uh, all last camp. And, and, and this year he's got, I think, at least five of them. So, you know, make that what you will. Again, I still give the caveat that Rudolph will be this team's number three quarterback, but I just don't think the camp has been as sharp as I thought it would be for a veteran like Mason Rudolph. Is there any chance with them already knowing you know, so much about Rudolph at this point, with this being the first preseason game, that they just bypass him uh, in this game and, 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 and get, or uh, in other words, let, let Tanner Morgan play, or just give him maybe the first series of like, let's say the third, third quarter or first half of the third quarter or whatever, and then let, let Tanner Morgan mop it up. Is there a, a slight possibility in that? Well, I'm pretty confident all three quarterbacks are going to play. I, I could see the latter a bit more where maybe Morgan gets the last drive or two of the game, but I think Rudolph is going to play and still out snap Tanner Morgan. Okay. So you, you, you definitely think the first, the top three are going to play and then you're leaving open the possibility of Morgan getting in there for a drive or two at the end. Yes. Okay. Uh, anything to report on the running backs and, and, and some of the drills maybe they were in? 
Yeah, McFarland looked good in that 1v1. You can call it Oklahoma drill. I always think Oklahoma drills, it's got to be like a blocker and a lineman, a linebacker, something like that. But whatever you want to call it, Oklahoma 1v1 tackling drill. Um, you know, McFarland was shaking Quan Alexander out of his shoes on on two reps there. Jalen Warren in that you know, short yarded situation, the, the bowling ball that he is, barreling forward, had one of the toughest runs of camp, only four yards, but it was, you know, condensed in tight situation. And he broke a couple tackles and stayed on his feet. So, that's good to see uh, Harris scoring in, uh, I think, in seven shots and also in the um, uh, goal line situation. Also on tight ends, we should mention, I, I kind of buried the lead here on this, some of the, the the antics today, whether it was Pat Frymuth on a jet sweep, Connor Hayward <laughs> on a jet sweep, who was then tackled by Porter, and then Hayward ran the jet sweep and threw a touchdown pass to Pat Frymuth. So just really doing all the kind of the, the crazy stuff there. Even Zach Gentry taking a quarterback sneak. Uh, like the Eagles uh, will do. And then uh, Landon Roberts actually blew it up. So the tight ends were doing a lot of non-tight end type things today. All righty. Uh, I think we've got all the offense uh, covered. So let's uh, shift over to the defensive side of football on the line. Yeah, I'm trying to think about some of the the standouts on the actual D-line today. I think Keanu Benton handling double teams will be something he'll have to work on. I saw him get washed once today, but I know those are tough situations to be in when you're in tight and you got the line surging at you. Just good to see the Marvin Leal out there um, playing left end, playing right end. Just, you know, he was active and and showing his athleticism. Don't have any maybe particular note on any individual play, but happy he's healthy and hopefully it stays that way because this guy needs the reps. Uh, is there any, uh, what about Ma- Manny? We haven't talked about Manny. I mean, he's, he's bound to get some, some, some decent playing time on Thursday, right? Yeah. He'll play some later in the game, probably fourth quarter type stuff, defensive end, probably more right end and some sub package type work. He, he's a good athlete. I don't know how good the run defense is. Um, he may get, you know, 10, 12 snaps. And I think we're going to see a lot of Leal in this one, right? Even though he's been standing mm-hmm. up a little bit here. Yeah, he should play a lot. He's healthy. He's, he's ready to go. His conditioning should, should still be good to warrant that. He might play some outside, outside linebacker, especially if uh, Nick Herbig is, is unable to go and then uh, play a lot of D-line. So he should see, you know, 25 plus snaps. All right. Uh, we'll move on to outside linebacker. What's going on there? Uh, what do I have there? Probably a little less activity today. Toby and Dukeway's definitely been up and down, but I think he's coachable. I've mentioned that before, and he had a couple of good plays in run session. I think he's a guy that's you know has to make a mistake to to learn from it and to know what not to do. But I think he bounces back, and um, he got some credit for blowing up one play in that short yarded situation today, and got a lot of praise from the coaches and from Marcus Golden. As well, it really feels like Golden's kind of been a veteran presence for young guys, and it's a pretty young room behind that top three with Herbig and Perales and even Quincy Roche has only been in the league for a couple of years in, 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 in Duke way. So I think Golden's that, that veteran presence for that room. Uh, anything else that outside linebacker? And once again, you know, keep, keep, keep your fingers crossed that uh, Herbig's able to get, get healthy by Friday night. Yeah. I would just say some of the guys I thought that might be sleepers so far, and there's still a ways to go, but have not panned out with David Perales has been pretty invisible since the pads have come on. And then just quickly to the offensive side of the football, Ryan McCollum is not the guy that I thought he might be competing for that backup center spot. So some of the sleepers that you, that you think about that you, that you might want to target uh, don't end up working out the way that you thought. And uh mighty pop, mighty pop, Monty Potterbaum. <laughs> 
didn't even make it to the first pre <laughs> preseason game was a guy that I was, you know, not so much thinking that he could uh, make it to the, uh, I mean, you know, make the roster as much as uh, thinking that he was a guy that, you know, could, could compete for a practice squad and uh, spot and, and show up on special teams and maybe, maybe do some interesting stuff at fullback. Now all that shine has gone over to, uh, you know, really to Kendrick Green at this point. Okay. Uh, inside linebacker. Yeah, just like the energy from that room, Landon Roberts with a, a big hit on Gentry on that quarterback sneak to, to stop him, and Gentry is not a small man. Uh, Quan Alexander probably had some more difficulty in, in tackling in that 1v1 drill, but I thought in team, that's you know real football for him, and he looks natural and, and aggressive and, and downhill and did it with Cole Holcomb. Um, those are probably the takeaways there, but I just think the energy and the intensity of that room is, is really fun to watch. All right, uh, cornerback, and it seems like uh, something that got tweeted all over the place was Joey Porter in the uh, in the tackling session. Yeah, there were a couple misses. He did have at least one stop, but there were, I think, three misses or so and some technique issues there, coaches getting on him for dropping his head, dropping his eyes. You got to see what you're hitting, and I think Porter had a tough time with that today. Now, you know, to his credit, as I alluded to earlier, mentioned earlier, Porter had a great open field tackle on Connor Hayward on a, on a jet run in that uh, last goal line session. So he ended the day on a high note there, but yeah, still looking at, at the tackling and working on that and improving his technique. All right. What's up with Patrick Peterson these days and uh, give us uh, our, our daily uh, 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 slot update. <laughs> yeah. Slot today. Who was, I think, was it more Sullivan today? I don't know if I have, um, no what was what was Danny Smith yelling at? Yeah, was he yelling at him or? Oh no, he was yelling Duke. at Duke Duke Dawson, right? Yeah, but then it was kind of more of a teaching point to the whole group. It kind of was just started with with Duke. I don't think it was like an in a direct criticism of Duke Dawson. Uh, Dawson had some some surprising struggles in that tackling drill, shooting too low and not playing to kind of the rundown nature that he has. Yeah, who was slot corner today? I, I don't know if that's in my notes uh, concretely, but it might have been. I think it was Shandon Sullivan Peterson. He's been fine. Had a breakup on George Pickens in seven shots today. The only defensive stop they had in that period, uh, seven shots. Um, haven't seen him rotate and move around quite as much the last couple of days, but I know it's certainly something Pittsburgh has continued to to toy around with. And then Luke Barku making a lot of plays the last three days. He's got two picks over the last three practices, multiple breakups. He's a guy that's making plays in the football. He's a former wide receiver, thinks like one, understands how route trees break and how quarterbacks think, and he's got good hands too. You're not expecting Patrick Peterson to have to put the put put the foil on Friday night, are you? No, he's not going to play. Um, yeah, he's going to definitely set this one out. All right. Uh, how about uh, those uh, that safety line that uh, grew by one earlier in the day? Yeah, they're still obviously missing Neil and Casey. Uh, Fitzpatrick was full, Norwood being out, so they kind of you know, still sitting with the same number of people. First team safeties today were, of course, Mika Fitzpatrick and Kenny Robinson continues to get first team reps. Second team pairing was Miles Killebrew and Trenton Thompson. Don't know if I have a ton of notes there. Robinson definitely was up and down in that tackling drill, getting smushed by Hakeem Butler. Did come back and make a low tackle the next rep. Um, probably not a ton of notes there overall. I just. I just, you know, you can hear Miles Killebrew. You don't have to look at the field to know he's talking. So when, whether it's up back work or he broke down the special teams period today, um, he's got the voice and the presence you want from an up back who's the quarterback of that unit. unit. They got to be loud. They got to be able to communicate. They got to be able to have their voice rise above all that crowd noise. And I think Killebrew's the, the man for the job. 
Right. Is he going? Is it going to be him and Kenny Robinson uh, starting this game at safety for them? Because Minka's probably not going to play. Keanu Neal's sure. probably not going to play. Casey's probably not going to play. Uh, Norwood, unless uh, you know something happens, you know he he's down with it with 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 a leg injury uh, right now. So is it is it going to be Killebrew <laughs> and and uh, Kenny Robinson and then t- the the two other? I guess there's only two behind him, right? Yeah. It's it's uh, Elliot and, and Thompson, so you're probably right. I hadn't thought about it too much, but that sounds about right. Maybe Casey could come back because he feels really close, but he has missed time, so probably not on him. But yeah, uh, you're probably right. It's going to be Killebrew and Robinson, and then Thompson and Elliot and Elijah Riley can play there if need be. So they could probably have that as a as a fifth option. All right. Uh, what about anything uh, special teams related here? Just a lot of great Danny Smith quotes. Don't have a whole lot of information. I mean, I can give you the rundown of who was on the uh, first team kick coverage unit, and I wouldn't put a ton of stock into this, but I like noting special teams when I can. From left to right, it was Joey Porter Jr., Shandon Sullivan, Cody White, Rodney Williams, Tanner Muse, the kicker spot, Quincy Roche, Chappelle Russell, Kenny Robinson, Duke Dawson, and Dan Chisena. No Miles Boykin there, but uh, I assume that's not anything uh, not wrong, anything negative towards Miles Boykin, but that was the uh, first team kick coverage unit today. All right. Uh, how about take us through that goal line drill? Yeah, it was hard to see on some of them who was scoring and not, but I'll, I'll run through them here. Uh, first one was a counter run to Connor Hayward. Kind of, you know how Derek Watt got those kind of counter runs from that wing position right. last year. It was the same thing with Hayward here. Um, he was stopped right at the goal line. I don't know if he scored or not. It was super, super close. Both sides were trying to plead their case. I don't know what Tomlin ultimately ruled. There's no officials at camp right now, so I can't. they can't verify these things. Second one. Play action, Jalen Warren open in the left flat for an easy touchdown. Third one was the jet run to Frymouth. I'm pretty sure he got in, but I'm not 100% sure based on body language from the whole, um, from the offense and defense after the play. Uh, fourth one, Najee Harris scored. Peterson tackled him, but Harrison or Harris took him over the goal line. Fifth one was the great stop by Porter Jr. on the jet run by Connor Hayward. Sixth one was a touchdown play action. Trubisky finding Zach Gentry in the back of the end zone. And the last one was the uh, touchdown pass from Connor Hayward to Pat Frymuth, which looked pretty similar to the touchdown from Claypool to Derek Watt last year. All right. Uh, you want to walk through seven shots real quick? Yep. It was offensively dominated, winning 6-1 to one by my count. Najee Harris did score on the first play. It was full tackling session, two-yard touchdown for him. Second one, Pat Frymuth almost with a rare drop. Double caught the football, but I have it as a catch for the touchdown. Third one, that was the Peterson breakup to George Pickens right side. Fourth one uh, was, what do I have here? It was a nicely designed Pickens in the slot, running to the left flat, open, dove over the goal line. Didn't have to, but dove anyway for the touchdown. Fifth one, Rodney Williams with a touchdown, his first of training camp in that seven shots uh, session. A quick out. Number six was the jump ball to Darnell Washington. And the seventh one was Trubisky finding Miles Boykin short left side. So offense. Has bounced back in a pretty big way in seven shots the last couple of days, winning today six to one. All right. Uh, let's see. You will be back out there on Wednesday. We will have, I think, the, I don't know how we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do with the Wednesday morning podcast. I would imagine we'd have one and then 
uh, or, or do we want to wait until Friday to have a podcast? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure all that out because Mike Tomlin's speaking. And obviously, if we, do, if we do the podcast first thing in the morning, then we won't have whatever Mike Tomlin says. So maybe we'll uh, play that by ear. So uh, stay tuned. We're unsure what's going to happen Wednesday morning. Hi, right, anything else to add before we get out of here? Nope, I think that covers it. We'll come back when we come back tomorrow evening at the latest and recap that last practice before we get close to kickoff on Friday. All right, absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter or people saying I shouldn't say Twitter X. It, it'll <laughs> always be Twitter to me. So follow me on Twitter slash X at uh, Steelers Depot. Follow Alex at Alex underscore Kazora. Follow the show at Terrible Podcast. Email the show, the Terrible Podcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do, we want to donate to the cause, SteelersDepot.com. Hit the donate button up right navigational bar. Also, if you'd like an ad free version of the site, SteelersDepot.com, hit the ad free button up right navigational bar. And once again, we'll uh, play Wednesday by year but at at worst uh we'll have a wednesday night practice uh recap special edition of the podcast so let's see until sometime on wednesday as always thanks for listening to the terrible podcast another special edition of the terrible podcast with dave and alex